Peter Hill Explains, where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about... The next episode on Psychosis Oropedia article reading. So, so far we've found out that psychosis is generally, um, if you're psychotic, um, it really requires nine other people in the room to say something's real and you say have a different version of reality so your different version of reality may be a cultural version you could it, it could be a normative thing where everyone is convinced and that's one aspect of it or uh, there may be a brain injury thing perceive perception area uh, imbalance in the brain actual physical brain damage or trauma or something like that uh, what it's appearing to me is that psychosis is a very fluid natural thing to if you believe in one reality a psychotic episode or a certain amount of psychosis transports you away and then when you get back to reality you may get back to a different reality it, uh, it sort of gets you out of the rut I would expose now we're continuing diagnosis to make a diagnosis of a mental illness in someone with psychosis other potential causes must be excluded an initial assessment includes comprehensive history and physical examination by a healthcare provider. Now this is interesting. Tests may be done to exclude substance use, medication, toxins, surgical complications, other medical illnesses. A person with psychosis is referred to as psychotic. Okay, so things. Uh, delirium should be ruled out, which can be distinguished by visual hallucinations, acute onset and fluctuation level of consciousness, indicating other underlying factors, including medical illness. Excluding medical illness associated with psychosis is performed by using blood tests to measure thyroid-stimulating hormones to exclude hypo or hyperthyroidism, even though they said this was a cause of um, of um, psychosis. Basic electrolytes, serum, calcium to rule out metabolic disturbance. Full blood count, uh, including ESR, to rule out systemic infection or chronic disease. And serology to extrude syphilis and HIV infection. So the, these, it, it may be functionally psycho, psychotic. So, and this is interesting that people have uh, syphilis used to make people mad. Like King... Other investigations cause an EEG to exclude epilepsy, a brain or MRI or CT scan of the head to exclude brain lesions, and so to really have a. Um, it's really interesting about how they said um, verbal salad and darting from topics really quickly. Uh, this is, is an interesting thing, because psychosis may be precipitated by or exacerbated by common classes of medication. Medication-induced psychosis should be ruled out, particularly for first episode for psychosis. Both substance and medication-induced psychosis can be excluded uh, to a high level of certainty using tex toxology screening. Now we heard that there's frank psychosis as a, as a thing of Lyme disease. Uh, because some dietary supplements may also induce psychosis or mania, but cannot be ruled out with laboratory tests, a psychotic individual's family, partner and friends should be asked whether the patient is currently taking dietary supplements. Oh, bloody hell. Common mistakes when diagnosing people who have psychotics include not properly excluding delirium, not appreciating the medical abnormality, vital signs, not obtaining a medical history from the family, indiscriminate screening without organising framework, missing a toxic psychosis by not screening for substances and other 
and medications. So the, these um, infections come in. And the other thing is that um, I, I can imagine in a group, so they had the, um, the ice band from 5,000 years ago, had all these parasites on them. You can imagine the parasites that if you, you're dealing with a group of people who are, are psychotic, you yourself have to be psychotic and otherwise to actually precipitate what's going on. I, I don't know whether being um, thinking that you're a manager or born to rule or upper class means that you're necessarily psychotic. Not asking their family and others about dietary supplements, premature di diagnostic closure, and not revisiting and questioning the initial diagnostic impression of primary psychiatric disorder. Only after relevant and known causes of psychosis are excluded, a mental health clinician may make a psychiatric differential diagnosis using a person's family history, incorporating information from the person with psychosis and information from the family, friends, and even others. Um, I just want to try to understand what a differential diagnosis is, where you have to diagnose one and diagnose another and say which of the two diagnoses best fit you know to to see the sensitivity to it or you have a condition which you change to make a difference i don't know uh, types of psychosis and psychiatric disorders um, may be established by formal rating scales the brief psychiatric rating scale b um PRS assesses the level of 18 symptoms constructs of psychosis such as hostility, suspicion, hallucination, grandiosity. That would possibly describe a typical education worker manager. They're hostile, they're suspicious, they obviously they can see things in front of them but interpret it differently. A hallucination is that's where you form an idea without a um, without data. And grandosity, they're definitely grandiose. It's based on the clinician's interview with the patient and the observation of the patient's behaviour over the previous two to three days. The patient's family can also answer questions about the behaviour report. During the initial assessment and follow-up, both positive and negative symptoms of psychosis can be assessed during uh, using the 30-item positive and negative symptom scale. The DSM-5 characterises disorders as psychotic or a schizophrenic spectrum if they involve hallucinations, delusions, disorganised thinking, grossly disorganised motor behaviour, or negative symptoms. So, I don't know whether you say disorganised thinking leads to innovation, I don't know. Um, DSM-5 doesn't include psychosis as a definition in the glossary, although it defines psychotic features as well as psychotism with respect to personality disorder. IDC-10 has no specific diagnosis or definition of psychosis. Factor analysis of symptoms generally regarded as psychosis frequently yields a five-factor solution, albeit five factors that are distinct from the five domains defined by the DSM-5 to encompass psychotic schizophrenic spectrum disorders. The five factors are frequently labelled as hallucinations, delusions, disorganisation, excitement and emotional distress. The DSM-5 emphasises a psychotic spectrum when in the low end is characterised by schizoid personality disorder, the high end by characterised by schizophrenia. Prevention. 
The evidence for effectiveness of early intervention to prevent psychosis appeared inconclusive, but psychosis caused by drugs can be prevented, whilst early intervention in those with psychotic episode might improve short-term outcomes. Little benefit was seen from these measures after five years. However, there is evidence that cognitive behavioural therapy, CBT, may reduce the risk of becoming psychotic in those at high risk. And in 2014, the US UK National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, NICE, recommended preventative CBT for people at risk of psychosis. So what does CBT mean? A cognitive behaviour therapy. Treatment. The treatment of psychosis depends on specific diagnosis, such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, substance intoxication. Even though they said you, if you, there's substance intoxication just before, it can't be it. The first line treatment of many psychotic disorders is antipsychotic medication, which can be reduced to positive symptoms of psychosis in about 4 to 14 days. So I just want to work out what that actually means. And then medication. The choice of which antipsychotic to use is based on benefits, risks and costs. It is debatable whether, as a class, typical or atypical antipsychotics are better. Tentative evidence supports uh, ambisulfide, ozanequine, risperdon, and clozequine. Clozapine. Being more effective for positive symptoms may be a result from with more little side effects. Typical antipsychotics have equal dropout and symptoms relapse relates at to, uh, to atypical when used at lower moderate dosages. There is a good response to 40-50% to 50%, and a partial response to 30-40% to 40%, and the treatment uh, resistance failure symptoms response after 6 weeks and 2 or 3 different psychotics in about um, antipsychotics in about 20% of people. <sighs> Clausequin is an effective treatment for those who respond poorly to the other drugs, treatment resistance or refractory schizophrenia. But it can be potentially a serious effect of granaclostis, lower white blood cell count in less than 4% of the people. Counseling. Psychological treatments such as acceptance and commitment therapy act possibly useful for the treatment of psychosis helping people to focus on what more they can do in terms of valuable directions despite challenging symptomology there are psychological interventions that seek to treat the symptoms of psychosis in a 2019 review nine classes of psychosocial interventions were identified need adapted treatment open dialogue psychoanalysis and psychodynamic psychotherapy Major role therapies, sortira, whatever that means, uh, psychosocial outpatient inpatient treatment, milieu therapy, and CBT. The paper concluded that on minimal or no medication, the overall evidence supporting the effectiveness of these interventions is generally weak. So, as an overall, the actual um, I, th I think this is the important thing is that it is 
in a crisis situation that your psychologist professional can pick the right thing off the shelf for you but in general if you just in general have a, a practitioner only selling one activity there it's not going to work I, I think you need a um, something like a um, agent a um, intermediate a broker someone to broker a solution for you rather than actually a brand solution. Early invention into psychosis is based on the observation that identifying treating someone the early stage of psychosis can improve their long-term outcome. This approach advocates the use of an intensive multidisciplinary approach during what is known as the critical period, where the intervention is most effective and prevents any long-term mobility associated with chronic psychotic fitness. Uh, and this is very much with brains, isn't it? Because your brain um, adapts to co-cure you. If you select a cure, your brain will adapt to make that cure go forward. But then it locks what type of brain you have. So you have a, a cured brain. So this is like um, non-adaptive behavior. This is burnt-in behavior. History, etymology. The word psychosis was introduced to the psychiatric literature in 1841 by Carl Friedrich Constant in his work Handbuch der Munchnissen Kein Klinik. He, was, he used it for shorthand for the psychic neurosis. So... Oh, psychosis, psychic neurosis. At the time, neurosis meant a disease of the nervous system. Constant was thus inferring that it was considered a physiological manifestation of brain disease. Ernest von Franschelsleben is also widely credited as introduced to the term in 1845 as the alternative to insanity and mania. I'm thinking the, the bedlam, the old psychiatric uh, places in Britain, you wouldn't last long. Another podcast, another story comes to a close. It's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you. May you discover truly amazing things, understand them and tell others. Thanks for listening.